Signed, sealed, delivered. After the Mets were swept by the Cardinals and Queens in embarrassing fashion, they are now five games back in the wild card and five and a half back in the East. Good night, Mets. Are the Mets' playoffs hopes over? What has Luis Rojas done wrong? And what is Steve Cohen doing in his latest tweeting frenzy? Pain, pain, pain. We also take a trip to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. All that and more is coming up next on a RIP Playoff Hopes edition of Amazing But True from the New York Post. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks. It's out of here. We got you. Welcome back to Amazing But True, our Mets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa here. No guests. Nelson Figueroa, Spanish Academy, late in the show. Jake Brown Radio, Figgy NY, at Amazing But True is where you get us on Twitter. And Figgy, I'm just going to get right into it. This team... I am so down right now on the Mets. And when I give away tickets and have zero interest in going to a game in September, someone who you know loves being there every day, it shows you Tuesday just defeated me. And then Wednesday just, you know, it took that dagger and just stabbed a little bit further and just essentially committed murder. It, it killed me, Figgy, um, that loss on Wednesday. But Tuesday night was the one. That was the one that they had. You felt they had to win this. It was a must-win game. You know, you manage these games in September, Figgy, different than you manage a game in April. And for Luis Rojas to say on WFAN with Gardner Roberts that all the games are the same, every game's as important, and give me that stupid robotic line that that wasn't a must-win game, that your season wasn't on the line, is so tone-deaf of what's actually going on. And this is a team that should be in the playoffs. Look at the standings. No one is running away with it. And there is a reason this team is losing. More one-run games than anyone in the league. Sure, Could they score more? Of course. Could they pitch a little better? Of course. Could they do everything better? Of course. But a manager's job is to put your team in a position to win close ball games. And Luis Rojas is putting this team in a position to lose every one-run ball game. And that's why you see them doing that. What happened on Tuesday is inexcusable. Should Francisco Lindor have driven in the game-winning run in extra innings? Of course he should have. Should that game have been in extra innings? No, it should have not have been. You've got to stop with this arm care that you talk about after the game. If you cared about the arms, you keep Marcus Stroman in for the seventh inning when he's at 89 pitches and cruising with the bottom of the lineup coming up. If you cared about arms, you leave Aaron Loop in past seven pitches. If you care about arms, you leave Edwin Diaz in past 13 pitches so you don't have to use several pitchers. If you care about arms, you don't put Jake Reed in his first game off the IL in a month, a guy who has dropped by the Rays. If you cared about arms, you would realize Seth Lugo should not be unavailable after not pitching on Monday. If you cared about the team, you would not put Albert Amora up at the plate when he's hitting 113 with no RBIs and no pinch hits over Luis Guillorme, who's hitting 279, because the matchups wasn't there. These are humans playing a children's game. These aren't robots rolling up to the plate. And that's what's frustrating is a manager that treats this game as robots are playing and numbers and matchups determine everything. There is no human element to what this guy does. And Tuesday was the prime example of that. And this team is playing like robots. Monday, you saw it. Wednesday, you saw it. 
Wednesday getting smacked. Monday's getting smacked around. And you almost forgot that the Mets beat the Yankees in the Subway Series over this weekend. It's over. Five back in the wild card. Five and a half in the division. Only 15 games left. I've done enough scoreboard watching. The only scoreboard that matters is the one that's in front of our face. And it comes out with a Mets loss every night, Vicky. Wow. Tell me how you really feel. I need a therapist. Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're beyond that. I don't think there's really any help for you. But honestly, when you are at this point in the season, with the season on the line, and you're going to go with the don't want to push anybody too hard, then you don't want it that bad. You don't want it that bad. I'm not old enough to say it, but I will. Back in my day, I know when we went down the stretch in 2008, and we didn't make the playoffs, but we went down to the last game with a shot to make the playoffs. And every single guy in there, underneath their uniforms, were bandaged up in some way, shape, and form. You had pulled groins, you had hamstrings, you had things that no one else would know about. Because on the outside world, to the outside world, once you're in uniform, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're dealing with. Nobody cares what you're struggling with. We are so soft today with all these different things and all these different ways of dealing with dealing with adversity. Adversity is supposed to make you stronger. Adversity is supposed to bring out the best in those who want to be the best. If you're not going to get challenged, it doesn't, you know what the saying, if, you, if it doesn't, challenge you it won't change you well when these guys aren't challenged and they're not pushed a little bit past seven pitches in an inning are you freaking kidding me they're not pushed by going an extra inning when the team needs it this is why when we talk about aces and how sadly Degrom has missed because an ace would take the ball no matter what an ace pushes forward for more and more and more. Stroman wants to be that guy. He's been that guy. He's been pitching like an ace. He's been there before. Remember, he pitched with Toronto many years as the ace of that staff. So he's done it before. And he's led by example. He's gone out there every single time, pretty much, and and given you at least six and two runs or fewer. And yet they are not able to feel where the moment is necessary. You have to capitalize on that wave that you created with the Subway Series. All that excitement, all that energy, all that good nature. And when the team was down and they battled back and everything else, and hey, you know what? Doesn't matter what happened previous in the game. Play to win the game now. I don't think there's a single guy. I would love to see the the dugout conversation where they ask Loop, hey, can you go another one? And he goes, "Ah, seven pitches. Uh, I'm shot. I got nothing left, coach. I can't see that happening. I don't know any pitchers. And back in my day, the manager would walk around and ask a pitcher, hey, you got one for me tonight? Never heard anybody say no. Because you know if you said no, it's a possibility they'll find somebody else who will say yes. This game has changed. If you can't push your guys in a playoff race, when can you push them? Bottom line for me is this. As a manager, you're supposed to push them. You're supposed to get them out of their comfort zone. If it, it was a comfort zone game, then it'd be like golf. And you just sit around in the golf cart, whack the ball every now and then. If you made par, you made par. Great. No one cares. Just enjoying a day at the a day away from the office. This is baseball, man. It, it used to be played with heart and soul. Uh, we saw some of that in the Subway Series. I love watching. We'll talk more about you know the guys in the middle with Lindor and Baez. Those guys continue to play and continue to do things that help a team win. And they do the extra things and they run hard and they do all those. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch it permeate throughout an organization. Everyone is kind of worried about the wrong things. The optics. What if he goes on the IL? Too late. What if he goes on the IL? He'll join everybody else that's been on the IL. But you're playing for a chance to win 
and to get and to, to gain a game where everybody else is losing while you're scoreboard watching. Well, not Jake. Jake doesn't scoreboard watch. Doesn't count. No, calories. Tuesday night. That's all. That's all I was doing at the game. I was with my friend. I'm like, oh look, they lost. They lost. And she was like, well, you know, we need to win for any of that to matter. I'm like, don't worry, we got this. And then they lost. And that's all I was doing. I was like, wow, look at all those scores. It was like the heavens just lining up. It was like just a beautiful. It was like you get a loss. It was Oprah counting. You get a loss. You get a loss. You get a loss. And then she put up the middle finger and said, Mets, you get a freaking loss. Yeah, there's two things Jake Brown doesn't do. That's, you know, doesn't scoreboard watch and doesn't count calories. Yep, never done that. So I'm very concerned about the direction of this team. And then you have today with the owner tweeting out. Yeah, we'll get to that. I know, but still, that that encompassing it all. That's encompassing it all. After a sweep, yeah. The the Mets are that three-ring circus of New York. And it doesn't matter about ownership. It doesn't matter about who's the manager. It doesn't matter about who's in the, the team president and who's the, the, the analytics guy. It doesn't matter about that. There's always going to be something that takes away from what should be a good product on the field. And had this team hit worth a lick, Luis Rojas is right about that in one essence. Had they won three more games in June or July, then you wouldn't be panicking but right now. But there's nothing you could do about that, and that's what makes no. it so frustrating. The The sense of urgency is not there. The feel for ago. the... The feel is not, there is no feel. It's almost like you're numb because there's no feel for the game of baseball, Figgy. There's just none whatsoever. It's all right. I'm going into the sixth inning and I'm going to keep this guy in and then I'm going to pull him and then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to have my dessert with ice cream with the two spoons, one on the left, one on the right. I mean, everything is calculated so much. It's like a math class. It's like my mom's teaching the SATs and Luis Rojas is her number one student. I can't take it. Make up your mind. Here's what you got to do. You push these guys because there's two weeks left and they get the next four months to chill on an island. They get to go golf. And guess what? They're going to be golfing on October 5th instead of October you know, 27th because of how you manage this team. Nobody has run away with anything. In fact, Everyone is losing, including us, and handing us chances to win. And you saw why the Cardinals are a playoff-like team. Schilt made all the right moves. Every move he made was right to the point where he puts Newbar out in right field. And the first play he makes, he robs a home run. I mean, the timing, he robs Pete of a home run that would have made it a one-run game. On his first play out there, every move he made was right. It wasn't pre-calculated like Luis Rojas and arm care. You know, you have some of the leading relievers in baseball for innings pitch in the second half of the season. Don't talk to me about arm care. Arm care is when you put your, like you said, ace and Stroman out there for seven innings, loop eighth, Diaz ninth. And, you know, there are moves that anyone with a brain makes that he hasn't made. And, you know, when I left Tuesday, I tweeted this, it felt like a funeral leaving City Field. Usually there's murmuring, and even when they lose in the concourse, people walk into their cars. I don't think one person talked. I've never heard it that silent leaving a stadium in my entire life. And I had to walk it off and get McDonald's. (laughs) That was my, that was my coping mechanism was to get some nuggets, fries and a fountain diet Coke from McDonald's. But you know, 
not everyone could cope. Some people were just home and chilling and cried themselves to sleep. And that was that dagger for them. But yeah, Figgy, it, you know, the drama just never ends. They get swept. They're five out, five and a half back in the division. They play the Phillies this weekend. Maybe they'll reel me back in if, if the Giants, <laughs> if, if the Giants sweep the Braves and the Mets sweep the Phillies, they're two and a half. But listen, what? it's pretty much over and it no. doesn't help. It, it's over. It's, no, uh, no, no. it's, it's, no, it, I, I told, I told you it, it, it wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be pretty and they we're going to have to find a way to dig down so this series was embarrassing you know point blank it was just embarrassing all the way around to try and equate it to something that everybody has you know done if you've ever gone to a casino you have a game plan in mind right blackjack all right, I'm, table. I'm bringing 200 dollars in i'm not losing more right. than 200 black saying you're right you're at blackjack table you got it all figured out right and you know exactly the you know the math you know the probability you know the numbers but you know what? You get that little itch. You get that gut feel. You know what? I'm going to double down here. I'm going to split these. I'm going for it. It goes against the book. I know, but I'm going to do it. And you know why you do that? Because it's exciting. That's the part about living life, going for it when you're not supposed to. Pushing a little bit further and saying, all right, only $300 I'll lose. I'll be all right. That's what you live for. Moments that you can come up big and talk about. That's why you go for it in golf. You go for the green in two, even though you shouldn't. Should just course management, nice and easy. Get yourself a nice entry shot. No, I'm going for it. You know why? Because people are going to talk about it, that I went for it and I made that shot. Or I maybe didn't make that shot and it looked horrible, but I went for it. That's the way I want to live my life. That's the way I would manage. That's the way I would coach because you don't get but only so many chances at this thing. All right. I played my whole career and my whole career in the big leagues with teams, never made the playoffs. Came close twice. Came very close twice. Missed by two games with Philadelphia my rookie year. And that was against uh, the Braves team that won 14 straight division titles. And then, of course, you know, with the Mets in 2008, that was as close as I came. And it's, you realize when you're at that point, man, you do anything. You, you try anything. We had, look at who was closing for us in 2008. We lost Wagner. Who was closing? Luis Ayala. He was the 13th man on the Nationals. He was the 13th man on the Nationals. We got him in a trade just because he was an arm and he was a guy who through a cutter that, you know, was unpredictable kind of thing. He could be really good. He could be really bad. But you know what Luis Ayala was? He had balls. He took the ball. <laughs> Unlike another Luis that ends with Rojas. He took he took the ball and went out there. And, and, and when I tell you him, Feliciano, all those guys, man, they were put logging. Look at how many innings Feliciano logged with the Mets, throwing game after game after game. You don't have that. Even Aaron Loop, for a while there, remember in the middle of the season, Aaron Loop would pitch like once every eight days. And yet he's undoubtedly his their best reliever. He's had a 1.08 ERA over the last 14 games, proving that, you know, how valuable he is, but you can only use him so many times because you want him to be that stopper. You got to have other guys that are able to handle the load. Familia, every, it seems they alternate it. May has a bad game, then Familia have a bad game, then Diaz has a bad game. Loop will have, you know, stay steady as can be. But those are the four guys that you need to have at the back end. You can't have reads and everybody else. You're, you're game planning the wrong way. Tuesday, he kept doing that. He kept putting the guy who shouldn't have been in and then put the guy that should have been in to try and save him. I'm like, you start with Familia and then, oh, Familia implodes. Let me put May in. Why didn't you start May with the inning? Then, you, you know, you put Reed in for no reason, and then he gets rocked, and then you put Williams in. Why didn't Williams start the inning? I mean, these are managing one-on-one. Grab your cojones. Show some life. Have a pulse. Have a pulse of the people. The fans are pissed. This is a playoff push. You win the game Tuesday. You're two and a half games out. And even if you lose Wednesday, 
you're still three, three and a half out of the wild card, four and a half out of the division because the Braves lost again Wednesday. The Braves keep losing. There's games being handed on a silver platter to the Mets. There's caviar on the platter, and the Mets don't want the caviar. They instead want the broccoli, and no one likes broccoli. No one wants the spinach. No one wants the broccoli. They're handing you the steak and shrimp, the surf and turf, and the Mets are surfing their way into the offseason. It's pathetic. Oh, the pain. Oh, the pain in the words of Joe Beningo. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because Chris Sheeran said, I'll be the first to listen if the Mets lose their next three. I'll, Here it is, Sheeran. Here's your entertainment for the week. Uh, it's it's going to take a miracle, Figgy. That's it. That's, close it on this. It's going to take a miracle. Well, yeah, it is going to take a miracle. Here's the thing. So after Thumbgate, uh, best player on the Mets since Thumbgate, Javier Baez, 17 games, 387 batting average, six home runs, 12 RBI. Lindor has turned it back around and is batting 262 with six home runs, 16 RBI, uh, 11 walks, Lindor leading the team in that time. So guys are having better, we're having better at bats. We're having better approaches. Jonathan VR, of course, 304. Pete Alonso was 275, even though it seems like forever since he got a hit, then he got the home run and almost had two home runs on Wednesday night. You know, these guys are starting to swing the bat a little bit better. And then all of a sudden the pitching goes and you can't hold a lead and you can't keep them at bay and and find a way to score that winning run, especially when he goes to the extra inning games, It's which are tailored for the home team to win for a team that has played so many one run games and and has lost more than any other team it gets redundant because remember when we played the Dodgers it was the Dodgers who were the worst in baseball had one run games and since that one first one run game that the Mets lost to them in extra innings Dodgers have been great and the Mets have spiraled downward when it comes to one run games and that's going to be the really the death of the Mets this year not being able to score enough runs and not being able to to hold a lead look at the bullpen in that amount of time uh, since Thumbgate I, I love to go back to Thumbgate but since Thumbgate you look at Familia's got a 7 ERA Diaz has a 6 ERA Tyler McGill has a 6 ERA Yancy Diaz uh, just for fun mention he's got a 13 thanks got- for that thanks for that stat that we really needed right there <laughs> But Marcus Stroman at 3.12, Rich Hill at 2.12. The veteran guys are handling what they need to handle. Brad Hand has a, a 1.42. Who he didn't put in the game. Instead, he put Jake Reed as well. Brad Hand was available. He didn't put a guy who was a closer, who's I a good know. pitcher, and he put in Jake Reed who just came off the injured list. Yeah, How do you do that? That is just mind-blowing. And then yeah. hit Albert Amora, who has zero RBIs in September. Zero. I, I thought we just had you calm. Uh. <laughs> so you're seeing a pattern here, and this is the worst time to have these kind of implosions, especially when it comes to your pitching staff, especially when it comes to, uh, like I said, the hitters are putting up runs. It's not like they're scoring zero or one run the way they were uh, when they were down in the dumps. This team is starting to score runs. They're playing better defense. They've got to find a way to get the clutch hit or have the right people in the right positions to be successful. And we're not seeing enough of that. You're going to find me in a Goodwill trash can by the end of the week. I'm, I'm going to be in your local story of dumpster or in the thing across the street from me, the donation box. You want to put your clothes and you put Jake in there, donate him to Goodwill or a Salvation Army clothing, as Jeff Nelson will call it, my my wardrobe. My goodness. I mean, good Lord. And then, you know, the, it, all this is going on, Figgy. The Mets get swept. You know, I wake up Thursday morning. I text Mike Puma, <laughs> not realizing what's happening on Twitter. Then when I go to the Twitter machine, you know, word on the street is that Uncle Stevie is tweeting. And, uh, you know, then you're like, oh, boy, 
Here we go. Steve Cohen this morning woke up and chose violence, as the kids say. <laughs> um, he, he tweeted insightful in quotes source in Mike Puma's article in the New York Post today. The person who could guess the source correctly will have the opportunity to sit with me in my suite at City Field. First one right wins. And his suite is a couple over from where we usually do. We saw him on Saturday with Rob Mann from there. Chris Christie's been in there. Sandy. Then he follows it with, it's not me, and it's not an easy call. Then he follows it with, we already have a winner. Then he follows it with, I will take a second and third place winner to keep the game going. I will announce the winners and the source later. Winners, losers, sources. Your team is losing! Who cares? Why is you tweeting this? I Listen, I like Steve Cohen, and he, he's brought money here, and I know you've ripped him. He could be a likable guy. These tweets are now not likable. This, this is so tone deaf, it's not even funny. And, you know, thanks for the traffic you bring to us here at the New York Post. We appreciate it, Uncle Stevie. Holy plot twist. You know, this thing will be a Netflix if he's like, yeah, it's the Will Pods. Uh, once upon a time in Queens was out this week. We'll review it next week. I haven't had time to watch it yet. But there's going to be a once upon a time in Queens on this 2021 Mets season and this whole ownership debacle. You know you're going to be mad at me? What? I've had access to all four episodes since the middle of August. And you still haven't watched? I forgot to forward the email to you. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. The only the only stipulation was you couldn't talk about it until September 6th. So you didn't trust me that I would, that I would I not, not talk. I did not trust you. Oh, come on. What did I say? Why. Got an exclusive viewing of Once Upon a Time in yes, Queens. Yes, you would. That's exactly what you would say. So I had it I had it queued up. I had it in my email because I remember getting it. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. And I wrote back to the person. I'm like, thank you so much for this. Like, this is, this is going to be awesome. And I didn't realize it was kind of, you know, like the last dance where it was multiple episodes. There's four I, parts, I right? Yes, There's four, four hours parts. and you yep. watched all four hours. Me? No, yeah. not as of yet. I okay. was, you know, I was waiting. Maybe we'd do a screening. Yeah. We'll do a, we'll do a private screening. We'll, we'll all get together. Brian, you're invited as well. We'll do a screening of it. Um, be able to take it all in and then we'll talk about it next week. It's a great, it's a great time to be a Mets fan, isn't it? Listen, the Yankees, it's a boring yeah they beat the baltimore orioles with a bloop base hit it's boring 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 baseball you know what i like controversy i like everything that could go wrong will go wrong that's just what you know with the mets you just know that's gonna happen and for the new owner he's already had a few life lessons with twitter i don't see it having a a good outcome wanting to be on twitter and as an owner of a team you have access direct access to all these different individuals you can make the phone calls you can just text them what you wanted to tweet instead of putting it out as a tweet and creating controversy, creating a stir, a buzz, what's an unnecessary distraction. It's an unnecessary distraction. Quite frankly, if you can't take criticism and I don't know how many hedge fund guys get criticized or booed. If you can't take a little criticism, New York's a tough place, man. New York's a tough place because you keep saying he's brought a lot of money here to New York. Well, they haven't used it yet. He's brought it. It hasn't Lindor, been utilized. Lindor, Lindor, Lindor agrees. And you know, there's a lot of players that they are licking their chops knowing that there is a lot of money here in New York and that this guy will supposedly will spend to uh, make the team a, a winner. Bauer tried everything he could do to keep upping his ante and that worked for him. And thank God, imagine, imagine that. Imagine that tied into this season with the Mets. Oh my God! The Dodgers I, I with, with the Dodgers, it's not even a foot, it's not even a footnote. Yeah, Do you they, know that would have been every, a playoff spot already? Every three minutes, 
that would have been the talk while he was a New York Met. You know that. And so it, while it, it's been bad, it could have been worse. This is a learning experience for everyone involved. You got a lot of people in the first time uh, in, in positions, you know, including, you know, managers trying to be in a playoff push, uh, coaches tr- trying to be in a playoff push, players trying to be in a playoff push. But what you need to see more of is that that passion, the hustle, the drive, the the get it done by any means necessary that we saw during that weekend with the Subway Series. The letdown was too harsh for me. You can't go and play a, a team in an organization like the Cardinals and not not get it up for them. I'm sorry. It's just it was just bad to see a no show. Basically, you know, we're we're sitting here going, well, they could have avoided a, sw- a sweep. That would have been great. But they needed you needed more. You needed more to come out of that and continue on. If you could have taken two out of three from the Cardinals, you're sitting pretty right in the thick of the race. What a difference those two games would have made. The Mets just couldn't get it up, Figgy. They just cannot get it up. A sad state of affairs. Are you still doing the Blue Chew advertisements? (laughs) If uh, side effects will last eight. (laughs) If if these... uh, Isn't one of the side effects hair loss? Unruly appetite? Um... Uh, that'll end this episode of amazing but true <laughs> jake, jake reveals he's been struggling at the plate <laughs> swinging a miss folks three strikes you're out of the old balls game oh god this is ridiculous this show this met season has gone off the deep end as as we struggle these final weeks to push our way through the season, what do we to got? Show our up, own Jake? pulse. What do we got coming up? Uh, we got the Phillies coming up this weekend. Brandon Nimmo will be back. Maybe watch Brandon Nimmo spark the Mets to a playoff. I'm trying to like believe, but like five and fifteen. I mean, I guess that's seven and seventeen. You just take two days away. It's it's five and fifteen. I guess that translates. Uh, I mean, it, it plays. It plays. It is. <laughs> Anything, anything is possible. I, I, I literally had a triple A with the Phillies. We went down to the last day we played the, or the last series. We played the last, um, the first place team four games in a row. We swept them. We wound up finishing tied. We decided to forfeit the wild card game to see who was going to be the you know first place team and who was going to be the wild card team. We forfeited so that we could stay at home and open up at home. We wound up winning the two games at home, and then you play three on the road. We won our two games at home. We wound up winning the, the, the game on the road that we needed to to sweep them, and we rode that wave all the way through. We were down a bunch with 10 left to play. I, I, I can't remember the exact number, but... All we had to do was win. That's all we cared about was winning our game. We couldn't control anything else. Every night, Jimmy Rollins started a phrase that he continued on into the big leagues, and it was nobody makes the last out. When you're the home team, nobody makes the last out. And that was our mantra, and freaking these guys played tremendous ball down the stretch. We wound up making the playoffs. We wound up going to the finals, and we were one game away from winning the finals. So that was early experience in my career of, of you know seeing the impossible be possible. That's why I, whenever it comes around, I say, I've seen it done before. I have, and it, it is possible, just not possible if you're going to play baseball like this. Not possible when you got a manager with no cojones, no guts, and who just quit on this team, who, who acts like September games are the same as April. Nah, they're not. <laughs> Stop looking back to those games. It's, it's you know, do or die time. And he's managing like death. He's managing like he's got, you know, a trip to Bermuda planned on October 5th. He has a vacation planned, and Luis Rojas is not deving away from that. And I can't envision a scenario where he comes back. The thought of it in my mind has me, like, throwing up in my mouth 
at the thought that it, it, he comes back. So got to go in another direction. And Steve Cohen, as much as some of his tweets have been funny and in good play, and maybe this isn't good jest or whatever it is, not the time or place. You just got spanked by the Cardinals, who are probably going to win the wild card. You just got outclassed by the Cardinals, and you're going on a frenzy of tweets about an article and a source. I mean, give me a break with that. I usually back Steve Cohen, too. This one, I'm backing Mike Boma. I'm backing my partner and the New York Post article. I don't, you know, his source is his source. There's no reason to tweet about it after you're, you know, you're falling out of a playoff race. You're listening to Amazing But True Friday through Sunday at City Field against the Phillies. Hey, go out and go see fireworks over the weekend. You know, you won't get it on the field, but you'll you'll get it uh, after the game. Don't worry. You won't, you know, you won't get some cojones on the Mets, but you'll get pyrotechnic show after the game with uh, music playing for five minutes before they run out of fireworks like they did a few years ago. I need this season to end for my mental health. <laughs> That's what I was saying Tuesday. I'm like, Stay strong. I was walking and I felt like my like heart not doing well and just my blood pressure <laughs> rising. <laughs> Maybe that was the McDonald's kicking yeah. in, but uh, <laughs> the thirty nuggies that you just swallowed while walking. The, the three four pieces, the twelve pieces I devoured. They only gave me one barbecue sauce. I mean, just criminal. You give one barbecue sauce for twelve right. nuggets. What do I look like? What is this amateur hour? I mean, come on. I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah, at least give me two. Oh, God. All the Mets, sir, I've gotten, you know, no sauce, no spice to this season. And we'll see what happens this week. And the Braves will have three at the Giants, so maybe they sweep in the Mets sweep. The Padres will play the Cardinals, so they'll beat up on each other, which could help or hurt the Mets. The Reds get the Dodgers. And uh, so the other teams are all playing good teams. You know, the, it's, we'll see what happens. Maybe we've seen crazier things happen. Maybe those teams get swept and, and the Mets sweep. A Phillies team who is also playing wildly inconsistent baseball right now. Coming up next on Amazing But True, I got to go to class. I've been a bad student. I got to go to class, and I'll go to where I'm the worst student, and that's the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy right here on Amazing But True. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. Yo soy tu profesor, Nelson Figueroa, and Jake Brown in all of his frenzy, is going to try and calm down and learn how to yell at Luis Rojas in his native language. Jacobo Cafe. <laughs> uh, we're going to start out with the first one. Too many mistakes. Too many mistakes is the phrase demasiado errores. Good God. Demasiado errores. <laughs> demasiado errores. Demasiado errores. Errores, errores, errores. Try, try, try saying the word air. Air. Errores. 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 What is errores? Errores. 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 Demasiado errores. Demasiado, demasiado, errores. Errores. Demasiado errores. Demasiado errores. Uh, it, it's almost like you have the straw from the Diet Coke in your mouth as you're saying it. It might be because the f- freaking paper straw is almost cursed over a straw. Like <laughs> only me would cross <laughs> death taxes and paper straws, ru- straws ruining drinks. You can't even say straws. It's just one R. What's wrong with you? Straw. 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 Daryl Strawberry. Oh, my God. This is getting worse. Your English is terrible, too. Yeah. I'm going to the, I'm have to go to the English Academy next. Jeez. All right, the second one that we have is... Demasiado errores. Yep, too many, too many mistakes. Goodbye, playoff hopes. Adios, esperanzas de playoffs. Good God. Adios, esperanza de playoffs. 
Adiós Esperanzas. Adiós Esperanzas de Playoffs. That's not bad. I'll give you I'll give you a passing grade on that one. A plus student. No, no about A plus, but we'll give you a passing grade on that one. We Let's still look. have a chance because Luis Rojas says the Mets still have a chance, so we gotta believe the robot, because the robot makes all the rules. The robot makes all the calls. The robot knows what how the, the season's gonna end. Because the robotics say that the Mets will make the playoffs. So we still have a chance. Are you really saying his name is now Luis Robas? Domo Omigato, <laughs> Mr. Rojaso. <laughs> <laughs> so we still have a chance. Todavía tenemos un chance. Te Maria? <laughs> <laughs> Todavía. Todavía. No. no, no, no. Todavía. Todavía? No, no. Not tor- There's no like R. Vida loca? T-O-D-A. Toda. Todavía. Toda. It's not like Yoda. Toda, toda. Oh, God. <laughs> todavía. Todavía, to, to, todavía. Tenemos un chance. Tenemos un chance. Or tenemos vida. Tenemos vida. Ten, We're still alive. Why do you try to just rush through it like nobody's listening? Like nobody will notice. I'll just roll right through this. I run through them again. Let's go. All right. Too many mistakes. Demasiado errores. Demasiado errores. Mm-hmm. One for one. Adiós esperanzas de playoffs. Adiós esperanzas de playoffs. Two for That's, two. There you go. He's and, on fire! And todavía tenemos vida. Todavía tenemos <laughs> vida. Not todavía. Todavía. V-I-A. Todavía. Todavía. Tenemos vida. Tenemos vida. What about Nimo? Todavía de Brandon Nimo. <laughs> <laughs> Todavía tenemos vida. Did he say Brandon Nimo in Spanish? Is Brandon there? Nimo. Brandon Nimo. Nimo. Oh, the Mets will be finding Nimo this week. How do you say finding Nimo? Buscando Nimo. Buscando Nimo Buscando. this weekend. How do you say Bus- this weekend? What is this? Extra credit? I'm trying to form a sentence. Este, este fin de semana. Okay, that's too hard. Este... <laughs> Fin de este semana. Fin de semana. Fin de semana. Fin de semana. It means no worries no, no, for the rest the of weekend. your days. It means the weekend. Demasiado. All right. We're done. All right. We're done. All right. This is the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. Thanks for listening to Amazing But True. Gone off the deep end. Au revoir, mis amigos. No. That's French. <laughs> A tout à l'heure. That'll say goodnight to episode 87, the Juan Lagares edition of Amazing But True, our Mets podcast from the New York Post. Gracias a Jacobo and Brian Monguia for producing the show. Give Amazing But True a five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Email us at amazingbuttruepod at gmail.com or tweet us at amazingbuttrue. For Nelson Figueroa, I'm Jake Brown. We'll return on Monday after the Mets' three-game series with the Phillies at City. Enjoy your games and your weekend. Maybe I'll see you there. Who knows? Let's go, Mets. <laughs>